Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuftez Zayin. We're starting three lines from the top. The first word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Yonatan Lev and Noam ben Nechama Malka. They should have atzlocha in everything they do. Now we concluded yesterday's daf with a machlekes between the Tanakhama and Rebbe. Why there are upside down nuns before and after the parsha of Ayi ben Soya. The Tanakhama maintains that the nuns are there just to signify that this isn't the proper placement of this parsha, whereas Rebbe holds that the nuns signify that this parsha is actually its own sefer in Chumash. And the Gemara says, "Kaman Azlahad Amr Ab Shmuel Bar Nachman Amr Ab Yenison, who is the father." Member in the name of Yenison, like Chatzva Amudeh Hosheva, she chiseled out her pillars in seven. Elu Sheva Sefer Torah, these are referring to the seven Sefer Torah, the seven Chumashim. Come on, who's that like? Karebi, that's like Rebbe. How are there seven Chumashim? Bereshis Shmais Vayikra and Dvarim is four, and Bamidbar is broken up into three, up until Vahib Ben Saya, Vahib Ben Saya itself, which is Rebbe's opinion, and after Vahib Ben Saya, so that's seven Chumashim. And Mantana the Palagalid Rebbe, who's the Tana that argues with Rebbe? Rabshim Gamaliel, who it's Rabshim Gamaliel. The time you have a brass, Rabshim Gamaliel Aimer, he says, I see the Parsha Zushat Yakamikan, this Parsha. Will be uprooted from here, but the Kasavim Kaima and will be written in its proper place. So, why is it written where it actually is? In order to separate between the first punishments and the second punishment. What's the second punishment? The people were complaining in the midbar and a terrible plague was sent upon them. What's the first punishment? It says in the Pasuk, they traveled from the mountain of Hashem. They turned away from Hashem. Rashi explains that with Within three days of after Matan Torah, the Asafs of Hashem Bekirbay, the rabble-rousers started telling them they should complain, that there's no meat, they don't like the mun, and we know what happened from there. So you want to separate between these two different punishments. Where is the proper placement of this parsha? Amravashi Vashi says, when we describe the flags, the encampment of the Bnei Yisrael, what the flags of each Shevet were and where exactly they were encamped around the Arun, then we should have the parsha of Ahi Ben Arun when the Arun traveled, so then we would travel in the formation that we just stated. And the Gemara asks, the Gulyanum of a Sefer Torah, which is the blank parts of a Sefer Torah, right now we're referring to both the upper and bottom margins and blank parts that were erased or worn out. Are we going to save them from a fire in Shabbos or not? Morris says, Tashma, we have a Brisa. Sefer Torah Shabbala, Sefer Torah that got worn out. If we're able to gather 85 letters, then Matzilin, we're going to save it from a fire. It still has Kedusha of him. And if not, in Matzilin. And the Gemara now brings its proof. Why would we have to have this whole discussion of 85 letters or not? Typically, why don't we just say, Mishum Gilead Day? It has the blank part of the Sefer Torah, and if that blank part has Kedusha, so we could save it. Obviously, the blank part doesn't have Kedusha, so we may not save it. The Gemara says, no, Balashani, a worn-out Sefer Torah is different. Now that it doesn't even have 85 letters, it's possible that the Gilean is not going to have Kedusha either. So we say, Tashma, Sefer Torah Shanimchak, a Sefer Torah that was erased. If we can gather 85 letters, like the Parsha Vahib and Sayorin, Matzilin, then we'll save the Sefer Torah. And the Gemara says again, Why don't we say that we could save it because of its Gilean? It's blank part, and right now the question is being asked: Is the blank part itself, where the letters used to be written on, we should be able to save it because it still has kedusha? It must be that now that we have a blank part of a sefer Torah, something that was erased from it, it doesn't have kedusha anymore. The Gemara says, I'm not asking about the place that used to have letters written on it, which we thought originally that was included in part of our question. The Kadesh, what makes the sefer Torah kadosh? Agav ksavu the kadosh. It's kadosh because of the ksav, the letters written on it. Azal ksav. Now that we don't have the letters written, azal kedusha say. It doesn't have Kedusha anymore. 
What's my kasha, says the Gemara, the upper margin and the lower margin, the empty space in between each parsha, the empty space in between each page, the empty space at the end and beginning of every single sefer. Do those spaces have kedusha? So the Gemara says, why don't we give an answer like what we just said before, that if we have a sefer Torah that's letters were erased, it doesn't have any kedusha. We say, no, the guys of Yishadi, that was specifically talking about a sefer Torah that's letters were erased, and all the margins and blank parts were cut off and thrown away. So the only part that we have left is this part that had the letters written on it, but was erased. So that doesn't have Kedusha. But what about a Sefer Torah whose letters were erased, but it also has its margins? Do those margins have Kedusha? So the Gemara says, Tashma, the upper and lower margins, and the blank spaces in between each parsha, blank spaces in between each page, the blank areas at the end, the beginning of each Sefer, they're going to be Matame person's hands. We know that if a person touches the Sefer Torah, his hands become tame. So even if a person touches these blank areas, his hands are going to become tame. So we see that these blank areas have Kedusha. The Gemara says, no, Dalma Agav Sefer Torah Shani. Perhaps that's talking about where the blank areas are part of a full Sefer Torah that doesn't have any parts erased. But what about a Sefer Torah that has parts erased and we don't even have 85 letters? Do the blank areas transmit Kedusha or not, we still have that question. The Gemara says, Tashma, Hagal Yanum Sifrei Minim, blank heirs of Sifrei Torah and Sifrei Minim. These are Sifrei Torah that were written by Jews that were of the Avayda Zara. Ein Matzayinu Sambayi Adlaika, we're not allowed to save these from a fire. Elan Esrafim Bim Kaiman, we let them burn in their place. Hein Ve'azkar Yisayim, then and the names of Hashem in them. We say, my love, Gilyanim de Sefer Torah. It must be that we're referring to the blank areas of a Sefer Torah and Sefer Minim, two separate things. The Gemara says, Loi, Gilyanim de Sefer Minim. We're talking about the blank areas of the Sifri Minim, of these Sfar written by heretics. The Gemara says, Hash the Sifri Minim, Gufayu in Matzilin. If we're not allowed to save the Sefer Torah itself that was written by this heretic, so Gilyanim in Baya, for sure you're not allowed to save the blank parts. What's the Chiddush? You say, Hachikamer, this is really what we're saying. Sifri Minim, Sifri Torah, they were written by Minim, Harehen Kigilyanim. It's just like a blank piece of paper that never had anything written on it. Gufa, now that we had mentioned these Sifri Minim, Hagilyanim of Sifri Minim in Matzilin, we're not allowed to save them from a fire. Rabbi Yesim, Rabbi Yesim says, Bechol, if it's during the week, we should cut out the names of Hashem that are in these Sefer Torah, and put them in Geniza, and then the rest of the Sefer Torah we burn. Amr of Tarfin, of Tarfin says, I should bury my children. It's an expression. If these Sefer Torah come to my hands, I'll burn them, and the names of Hashem that's in them. Even if a person is chasing after him to kill him, this is Reb Tarfin saying this about himself. And a snake is chasing after him to bite him. He would enter a house of Vaidazar to save himself. And he would not enter the houses of these heretics, these Avdei Vaidazar, in order to save himself. Why? These people know Hashem, and they deny him nonetheless. But these non Jews that serve Vaidazar, they don't know who Hashem is, and that's why they deny him. And on these people, the Pasuk says, After the door in the doorpost, you set your memory, meaning they have a memory of Hashem, they have a zikarn of Hashem, and they just throw him behind the door like he's not important. I'm Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel says, Just like in order to make peace in between a man and his wife, Amr Tar, the Torah says, My name that was written in Kedusha, should be erased on these waters. This is the Sugi of Saita. If a man suspected his wife of being unfaithful, he would bring her to the base of Mikdash, and as part of the process, a tablet with Hashem's name 
was dipped in water, and the woman drank the water to verify that she's innocent. So if in order to create peace between this man and his wife, we'll actively erase Hashem's name. The Gemara continues, Something that creates jealousy, hatred, and dissension between the Yidin and their father in heaven. These Sifrei Torah, written by these people, that were always constantly trying to pull Jews away from Yiddishkeit, for sure we should allow them to be burned, and we should actually actively burn them. David, and on these people, David Melch said, Those that hate you, Hashem, I hate them. And those that rise up against you, I'll fight them. The utmost hatred, I hate them. They're enemies to me. And the same way you're not allowed to save these Sifrei Torah written by Avdeh Vayrezara from a fire, you're also not allowed to save them. Not from a building that has fallen down, and not from water that's coming to destroy them, and not from anything else that's coming to destroy them. And once we're on the topic of meaning of heretics, the Gemara says, "Bamine Rabbi Yosef Bar Chanan Mir Bavo, Hani Sifrei Bei Avidon, Matzilin Asam Bei Adleka, Ayin Matzilin." Are we allowed to save Svarim from Bei Avidon from a fire on Shabbos or not? Bei Avidon was a house where people would debate philosophy. The scholars there wrote Sifrei Kaidesh to use in their debates. Now the question here is: Were these Svarim written with the purpose of spreading heresy and anti-Torah ideology, or were they simply being used in open philosophical debates? So the Gemara says, "In Velav Verafi Biade." Sometimes Ravo answered yes. Sometimes he said no. And it was an unclear answer. Rav Rav wouldn't go to Be'avidon to debate. The culture came to Be'nitzrafi. He for sure wouldn't go to Be'nitzrafi to debate because Be'nitzrafi was a house of Avaydazara. Shmuel wouldn't go to Be'nitzrafi because that was a house of Avaydazara. But Le'avidon, Azil, he would go to Be'avidon to debate. Amrulay the Rava, and they asked Rava, My time is Le'avidon. Why don't you come with us to Be'avidon to help us debate? Amrulahu, he told him, There's this palm tree along the way of Akashili, and it's very bothersome for me. Its roots spread out into the road and it makes the road very bumpy and I don't like it. They told him Neakri, so we'll uproot it. He said, nah, duchte kashili. The place where it was is going to be a big hole and that's also going to be uncomfortable. And Rashi says, really, he was just trying to find an excuse not to go. He was afraid in the middle of the argument, these people would get up and kill him. So he didn't feel like it was safe to go. And Marbar of Yosef Amr, he says, I'm one of them. I'm friends with all these people. And I'm not afraid of them. One time, Azil, I went, and they wanted to endanger me. They wanted to kill me. And now once we're on the topic of of these minim, the Gemara brings a story. Ima Shalim debitsu Drabilezer, Achase Drem Gamliel Havai. Ima Shalim was the wife of Rebelezer and the sister of Rem Gamliel. Havahu philosophim Shevuse. There was a philosopher, he was a heretic that was in their neighborhood. Kufta Zayno and on top. Davashakal Shma, he had a reputation, Dlemakabal Shaykhta, that he didn't take bribes. But really, in quiet and private, he did take bribes. They wanted to ridicule him and expose him that he's a fraud. So she brought him, Ima Shalom brought him a golden lamp. And then she came in front of him for Din Taira. She told him, I want you to give me a portion of my father's inheritance. So he told them, he told Ima Shalom and Rebbe Gamliel, you guys have to split it. Amrlay, Serban Gamliel told him, Ksivlon, it says in our Torah, Bamakim Bra, Bratolaiteris, in a place where there's a son, the daughter is not allowed to get the inheritance. Amrlahu, so he told them, in Yamid Glisamarachan, from the day that you were exiled from your land, it's not less Arasid Mysha, the Torah of Mysha Bain was taken away, Visyahavis, Sifra, Achrisi, and a different Sefer was given in its stead. Viksiv Bain, it says, and that new Sefer, Bra Ubrata Khad Yartun, a daughter and a son inherit like the same. Lamakha the next day, Hadar Ayalehu, Ramagamlil brought this judge, Khamar Luba, a Luvian donkey 
which was very expensive. Amr Luhu, the next day when they reconvened the Din Tahir, this judge told them, Shapilis Hosef is the Sefer. Let's go to the end of the Sefer. And it says over there, I don't come to detract anything from the Tahir of Mashiach Rabbeinu. I come only to add on new laws on the Tahir of Mashiach. It says over there, When there's a son, the daughter should not have any inheritance. Amr so Ima Shalom told him, your eyes should be lit up like the lamp, hinting to him that she had given him a lamp and he should paskin like her. Amr Laram Gamlil Gamlil told her, Asachamra, a donkey came, Ubatash Lashraga, and kicked over your lamp. Everyone that was involved in watching recognized what was going on. They realized that in private they had bribed him and this person was successfully exposed. And now the mission that told us, why are we not allowed to read from Sefer Ksuvim on Shabbos because of Bittl based Medrash? People aren't going to go to Shul to hear the Joshua from the Rav. Amr Rav, Rav says, This is only at the time of the base Medrash, meaning at the time when the Rav was going to be giving the Joshua, which is before the Shabbos day meal. When it's not the time of base Medrash, the Rav is not going to be giving the Joshua after the meal. Rashi says because people drink a little too much wine and you're not allowed to pass Kanalacha after you drink a certain amount of wine. So therefore there was no Joshua after the Shabbos day meal. So Kyron, so then you're allowed to read Ksuvim. Even when the Joshua wasn't going to be given, Kyron, you're not allowed to read Ksuvim. The Gemara says, Ain't is that so? Narda was the place of Shmuel, he was Rosh Hashiba and the Rav. They had a Seder where they learned the Parak of Ksubim, Mincha on Shabbos time. So how could we say that Shmuel holds you're not allowed to learn Ksubim on Shabbos? We say, Eli Yitmar, Hachi Yitmar. This is really what the Machlekes says. Amar Rav Rav says, You're not allowed to read Ksubim at the place of the base Medrash, meaning in the base Medrash itself. But if you're not in the base Medrash, so then you're allowed to read Ksubim. Shmuel Amar and Shmuel says, Whether or not you're in the base Medrash, Bisman Besa Majish in Karn. If it's the time that the Josh is being given, then you're not allowed to read Ksuvim. Shalai Bisman Besa Majish. If it's not the time when the Josh is being given, Karin, so then you're allowed to read Ksuvim. Vaza Shmuel Tameh. And Shmuel is according to his own reasoning. Dinwarda. In Arda. Paski Sejid Ksuvim. Mincha Shabbata. They had a Seder where they learned the Parak of Ksuvim. Mincha Shabbos time. Ravashi Yom Ravashi says, Lailam Kida Amran Mekara. It's really like what we said originally that Shmuel doesn't allow you to read Ksuvim the entire Shabbos. But Ushmuel Krem Nechemya. Shmuel holds like Krem Nechemya. The time you have a Braisa. Afal Pisha Amru Kisve. Even though we said you're not allowed to read from Ksuvim, we're allowed to learn the Midrashim that are relevant to these Sifra Ksuvim, like Rashi says, we're allowed to Darshan in them, if we have to look up a Pasuk of Ksuvim, we're allowed to take out a Ksuvim and read from it. And Amr Nechemi says, Why do we say you're not allowed to read from Kisvei Kaddish? So that they should say the Kisvei Kaddish in Karen. If you're not allowed to read from Ksuvim, for sure you're not allowed to read from Shtar Hadyotis which is ordinary documents. Now there's an issue of reading Shtari Hadyotis on Shabbos, and in order to strengthen this, the Chachamim said, no reading Suvim. In practice, however, Shmuel allowed the reading Suvim Shabbos Mincha time. And the Mishnah continues, Matzilin take a Sefer Im HaSefer, but take a Tefillin Im HaTefillin. We're allowed to save the pouch of the Sefer Torah with the Sefer Torah, or the pouch of the Tefillin with the Tefillin, even though it has money in it. And where are we allowed to go in order to save these things? To a Mavoy that's not Mavolosh. Ben Beseramer, he says, even to a Mavoy which is Mavolosh, and the Gemara is going to describe what exactly Mavolosh is and what it isn't. And the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanan, Arba Asr Shechaliyas B'Shabbos, Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos, Mavshitin Asa Pesach Adachazeh, we can skin the carbon Pesach up until its chest, Div Rabbi Shmuel B'Neisho Rabbi Yechon Mabreka, that's what Rabbi Shmuel B'Neisho Rabbi Yechon Mabreka says, V'achayim Raimim, and they say, Mavshitin is Kulay, we can skin the entire thing. Now what's going on here? The carbon Pesach was brought on the 14th of Nisan, Erev Pesach, even though it fell on Shabbos. Now certain Malachas that are usually us are on Shabbos, 
were permitted, such as shechita, and others were forbidden. The machlekes here is regarding hafshata, skinning the carbon. After shechita, the carbon was hung upside down and skinned so that the innards could be removed and brought on the mezbech. Rabbi Yishmael ben Aishor holds that it may only be skinned up until the chest to enable the removal of necessary parts. That's called tzarche gavaya for Hashem, whereas anything more than that, it's asr because it's called tzarche hedit. That's for your own personal needs. Whereas the chachamim allow the complete skinning of the animal, and that's what the discussion in the Gemara is going to be right now. And the Gemara says, You did only what was necessary for Tzarech Gavaya for Hashem. You skinned it only up until the points that you could take out what was necessary for burning on the Mizbech. But according to Rabbanim, why are you allowed to skin the entire thing? That seems like it's Tzarech It seems like it's for your own personal needs. The Pasuk says, Everything Hashem has done is for His sake, meaning everything we do for Hashem has to be completely for His honor. What are we doing over here that's for his honor, that we're completely skinning the carbon Pesach. Rav Yasef Rav Yasef says, Shleyah we don't want it to rot. If it's sitting there in the sun, the unskinned animal will heat up quickly, start rotting, and that's not an honor to Hashem, to eat a carbon, which is like eating from the table of a king, that's rotten. And Rav Amar Rav says, Shleyahu Kachishemayim, Mutan Kinevela. We shouldn't have Kachishemayim, this holy carbon, sitting there like an Avela, just like a dead animal on the side of the road. You have it hanging in the courtyard of Beis Mikdash the entire day, that's not respectful. My Benayu, what's the difference between Rav Yasef and Rav's opinion? If it's on a golden table, that's not like it's lying around in a degrading manner. So Rava would say that even according to the Chachamim, you wouldn't be allowed to skin it. If a northern wind is blowing, so then it's going to keep the carbon cool and it's not going to decompose quickly. And then according to Rabbi Yosef, the Chacham would say that you're not allowed to skin it in that case. And now the Gemara asks, What does he do with this Pasuk of He says, You're not allowed to take out the Imurim before you skin the animal. Meaning, instead of just making a small incision in its chest and taking out the emurim from there, you have to skin it halfway so you can take them out in a normal way. My time, Amrav Hunabreidrav Nasan. Mishum Niman, because of hairs, you might get some hairs of the animal stuck inside if you just take it out through an incision in its chest, and that's not covered to bring it on the Mizbech with some hair stuck in it. That's why you have to skin the animal. And now the Gemara says, Amram Chizda, Amramar Ukva, Maya Hadjulei Chavraya, the Rabbi Shmuel Benayshal Rabbiachan Rebreka, what did the colleagues of Rabbi Shmuel Benayshal Rabbiachan Rebreka respond to him? Implying that there was some sort of answer that Rabbi Shmuel had given the Chachamim, and then they responded to him. What did they tell him? This is what they told him. If you're allowed to save the pouch of a Sefer Tyra with it from a fire, which is what our Mishnah had said, you're not allowed to completely skin the carbon Pesach from its hide. The same way that our Mishnah had told us that you're allowed to save a Sefer Tyra with its pouch, even though the pouch has money. So you're doing something for Tzarech Gavaya, you're saving a Sefer Tyra, but you're also doing something for yourself. You're benefiting on the side by saving your money. So to here, we're skinning the animal for Tzarech Gavaya, but I'm also benefiting by getting the skin. We have a source from our Mishnah. The Gemara says, Midami, is that comparable? Hasam over there in the case of Mishnah Tiltal. We're only discussing the case of Tiltal while carrying Mukta. Hacha Malach over here, we're discussing actual Malacha Dairaisa of skinning an animal. How could we compare the two? Amravashi Ravashi says, Betarti Pligi. They're actually arguing in two things. Pligi, they're arguing Betiltal, whether or not you're allowed to move the carbon Pesach. Well, Pligi Malacha, and they're arguing regarding skinning it. But the main Machlaikas is whether or not you're allowed to move the carbon Pesach after it was partially skinned. And this is what they were telling Rabbi Shmuel Benish, if you're allowed to save the pouch of the Sefer Tyra with the Sefer 
Sefer Torah, and we didn't tell you that you have to take it out of its pouch, we shouldn't be allowed to carry the hide Agav the meat. If I'm allowed to carry the meat from the sun to the shade in order to prevent it from rotting, so I'm also allowed to carry the skin, which happens to be mukta because it's connected to the meat. If the Gemara says, Midami, is that comparable? In the case of the pouch of the Sefer Torah, it's a basis ladaver hamutter. The Sefer Torah is mutter, it's not mukta, and this pouch is a basis, it's just a base for that, so there's no problem to carry it. Hach over here in the case of the Karman Pesach, Nasa basis ladaver ha'asr. The skin is a basis ladaver ha'asr. This meat is asr, it's mukta, and even if the skin wouldn't be mukta, you still wouldn't be to carry it because it's a basis, it's a base for the meat, so the two aren't comparable. So you say, This is really what they were telling him. If you're allowed to save the pouch of the Sefer Torah with it, even though there's money inside the pouch, I shouldn't be allowed to carry the Oragav Basar because there, there's something Mukta inside the pouch, the money, and over here we're saying that the meat is Mukta. So we have something that's a Basis Ladavar Asr, and I'm allowed to move it on Shabbos. The Gemara says, Is that comparable? The pouch of the Sefer Torah is a basis for two things, something that's mutter, the Sefer Torah, and something that's Usr, which is the money, but it's still permitted to move it. Hach over here, Kulay Nasa Basis Ladavar Usr. The entire skin is a Basis Ladavar Usr because it's only a basis for the meat and it's not a basis for something that's mutter, so it's not comparable. This is what they were telling him. If you're allowed to just take a random bag that has money in it, by Sefer Torah, and you're going to use that bag to save the Sefer Torah from burning, you're not allowed to carry the skin even though it has the meat on it, we see that you're allowed to carry something that has muktz in it, and it's not even a basis ladaver ha mutter, it's still mutter to carry it. So we see that you're allowed to carry something, even though it's not a basis ladaver ha mutter, in order to save something that's kadshe gavaya, to save a saver Torah. And you should be allowed to do the same thing, to save this meat, because it's kadshe shemayim. The Gemara says, and how do you know you're allowed to carry a pouch that has money in it, in order to save a saver Torah? Elim, if you're going to say, that when this pouch has a saver Torah in it, we're not required to dump out the money in order to save the Sefer Torah, so I sui nai my sinon, so we should also be allowed to bring a pouch that has money in it in order to save a Sefer Torah. Mi dummy, is that comparable? Hasam, in that case, meaning in the case where the Sefer Torah is already in the pouch, adahachi vahachi, in the meantime, while you're spending time dumping out the money, the fire is burning and it might burn the Sefer Torah. But over here, in the meantime, while you're bringing the pouch to the Sefer Torah, so then you should just dump out the money. So it's not comparable. Who says you're allowed to take a pouch that has money in it and bring it to where there's a Sefer Torah to save it? Really, it's like what we said originally, that the whole machlek is between Rabbi Shmuel ben and the Chachamim is whether or not you're allowed to fully skin the carbon Pesach or not. And they had tried to bring a proof from our Mishnah that you're allowed to carry a pouch with the Sefer Torah even though it has money in it. So we see that you're doing something for Shemayim and also benefiting yourself. So too, you're allowed to skin the carbon Pesach completely. You're doing that for Shemayim and you're also benefiting. That which you had a problem, in the case of the Sefer Torah, we're only discussing an Isser of Tiltal, whereas in the case of the carbon Pesach, we're discussing a real Malacha of Hafshata. How do we answer that? You don't need the skin of the carbon Pesach. Therefore, it's a Malacha you don't actually need the skin. You're only doing it for the purpose of skinning it for Hashem's covet. And Agav, on the side, you're getting the skin, but you don't really want it. The Gemara says, Vabai, Varav, Adam, Chavai, both of them say, Maid Rabshim, Psikresha, Vilayamos. Rabshim agrees that if it's a Psikresha, it's an inevitable outcome that you're going to benefit from this. So, of course, you're going to be Chayv and you're not allowed to do that. So, since you're going to benefit from getting the skin, even though you don't necessarily want it, it doesn't make a difference. It's still Usr.
The Gemara says the shakalei babarzi is you had cut off the skin in thin strips, therefore it has absolutely no use. You're doing it only for Hashem's covet and not for your own benefit, and it's not a psikresha, and therefore it's mutter. And we have a valid comparison between our Mishnah of saving a Sefer Torah and its patch with money to skinning the carbon Pesach completely when Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos. Everyone should have a wonderful day.